is up everybody to the nations worldwide this is the travel couple podcast where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle we're your hosts mike pletz and natalie tune in every wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while while traveling the world this is your one-stop podcast for travel relationship and business goals join us on our facebook page facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to follow along with everything that we've got going on and if you are listening to this online on your mobile device on our website I urge you to go to your podcast app, that's your podcast app or Google Play or Stitcher and search for the Travel Couple Podcast and subscribe to us. I urge you to get this so that each episode gets delivered as soon as it comes out right to your mobile device and you can listen to us on the go. Also, if you want to help share this Travel Couple Podcast with the world, share it with your friends and family on social or even visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash to the nations worldwide to find out more about how you can share this message. And in today's episode, it's just going to be me and Natalie talking about our trips. We're continuing our series of our travels where we're just going to talk about the travels that we've been on together in a chronological order from the first trip we went on to uh, the trips that we're going to continue to go on. Uh, actually, this is the second episode in the series. The first episode talked about our trip to Kunming. And we talked, uh, the theme around that episode was flexibility, being flexible when you're on the road, because Kunming was a, a very last minute thing for us. It, uh, our, our real trip, what we planned was to go to Nepal. But a couple of weeks before then, we actually uh, got an email from the airline saying that we would have a three-day layover in Kunming and we had to decide whether we're going to go and wh- or whether we're not going to go. And we decided to roll with it. We were flexible. We went with it and we got to see beautiful Kunming as well as go to Nepal. So today we're going to talk about Nepal and that trip. And the theme around this is going to be going somewhere or traveling without really planning an itinerary and we want to know from you guys is is this a good idea or is this kind of destined to failure um what do you guys do when you travel do you plan a very thorough itinerary or do you go somewhere and do you just let it flow we this is actually the first trip uh basically the only trip where we didn't plan a full itinerary and what we find is if you plan an itinerary generally there's things that you miss and you kind of feel like you missed out on the place but if you just go with the flow you don't really feel like you missed out on a whole lot because everything that happens is kind of unexpected now on our trip to nepal from kunming we landed in kathmandu that's the the capital of nepal and we spent the night in in kathmandu uh, Natalie, do you remember anything about uh, the airport in Nepal and uh, what it was like, you know, getting from the airport to the hostel? 
No. No. Uh, it was <laughs> it was uh, just once you exit the airport, it's kind of uh, a rush of people kind of trying to take your luggage to get it to your car or to get it to your transport. And, and they're trying to help you, but they're trying to help you for tips. So just be aware that, you know, they're going to be asking for money from you. And they're going to be very pushy about this, actually. Uh, when I was fine with nobody taking my luggage, I held on to my luggage. I got it on in the car. They were actually, I, I closed the door and they opened the door and demanded money from me. And the, the, uh, it was actually one of the, the guys from the hostel that were driving us to our hostel. They picked us up. They kind of went along with it. Like, you know, give, give some money basically. So just be aware of that when you get there, it's going to be a lot of people and a lot of people asking for money and a lot of people trying to grab your luggage. We didn't do much the first night in Kathmandu. We kind of took it to just get acquainted with the the city. What do you remember of Kathmandu? As she yawns, she's thinking very... Monkey Temple. Yes, the Monkey Temple. That's actually the one thing that we had planned in Kathmandu. Do you have anything else you want to say about the Monkey Temple or just Monkey Temple? Um, it was kind of like a climbing temple. Like there are lots of like stairs that you need to walk up to until you reach the uh, temple. And along the way, there are lots of monkeys and they were pretty like friendly, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like. But um, but they still say not to go, really to get too interactive with them and to yeah. Did we feed them? No. No. But they they had lots of food from other people. Mm-hmm. I don't remember touch them because no, I was not. a bit like fearful that I might have like germ from them. But um, yeah. In dogs. And dogs as well. No touching. Actually, we didn't even... We made it to the top, but we didn't even go into the... Like, the uh, main monkey temple. We got near the top, and there was somebody just standing there and asking for money. Mm -hmm. And we didn't realize that there was an entrance fee, because he was just standing there, and we we tried to get by him, and then we realized that this is the entrance fee guy. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, you know, trying to get by him, but we didn't realize that there is an entrance fee for... Visitors for foreigners, not for uh, for Nepalese people. So that's something to be aware of. And we, we actually, this wasn't on our first night in Kathmandu. This was our last night in Kathmandu before leaving. Uh, that we went to the Monkey Temple. Uh, we came back from Pokhara. So Pokhara is where we spent three days, three of our five days while in Nepal. Originally, like I said, we got rerouted from. Kudming, and we stayed there for three days, but our trip was supposed to be a bit longer in Nepal. But uh, so three of our five nights were spent in Pokhara, two of our nights were spent in Kathmandu, one at the beginning, one at the end. In our first night, we just spent the time to wander around the area, get to know the area. Uh, it's really dusty. We, we stayed in like the uh, touristy quarter of Kathmandu. I don't really remember what it was called. But very dusty, lots of motorcycles, lots of cars, uh, 
lots of noise so you you really get that noise and air pollution and uh you definitely hear about you know people wanting to get out wanting to see more of the nature side of nepal so uh poker is kind of the place to do that and we set off for Pokhara. Actually, this was planned. We knew we wanted to go to Pokhara. This is the, about the only thing that we planned on our trip. That we knew we wanted to get to Pokhara. We knew it was a seven to eight hour bus ride to Pokhara from Kathmandu. We didn't book a bus ride till we got there. Uh, everything was just on the seat of our pants. But do you remember the bus ride to Pokhara? I feel like really i feel it was not really safe (laughs) (laughs) there was no like stable or well-established infrastructure the roads were like full of dust and lots of rocks and whenever there is any like curves or turn around or something i feel like i might like fall off it was crazy it was through the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like it was so steep. And the well. bus was the bus was pretty big that we were on, and it was cram packed, full of people, and um, just you know going through the windy mountains. And there's cars on the other side of us trying to pass us, buses, trucks on the other side. You know these lanes are only one and a half, like barely two uh, vehicles wide, and they're you know cars passing us lots of the lots of honking uh and this was this went on for seven or eight hours it was definitely a beautiful scenery to see from the um truck or bus window but um yeah i didn't feel like (laughs) safe or i was at the nerves i was at the edge i think i had the window seat really Maybe. Normally, you take the window seat in airplanes, but this one, if, if you have the window seat, you can definitely see off the edge of the cliff and see where the where your tires are in, in uh, relation to that edge of the cliff, and they are close. There are a, two or three stops that we took. The first one, we got some Nepalese tea. Definitely get Nepalese tea when in Nepal. Do you agree? I totally agree. Yeah. What is, what is it? It's like milk tea, but um, they have like very deep um, milky tea taste. It's hard to describe, but... Um, and lots have, of sugar. Yeah, lots of sugar, but it was so good. So good. And they'll, they'll pour it in these little plastic cups mm-hmm. <laughs> and give it to you. And it's, it's really, really good. Uh, we got some snacks for the road at the first stop. The first stop came really quick. Second stop was a bit longer, and we got to actually see a little bit of a market. That was nice. Yep, and street market. We bought, we bought something. What do you buy? You don't remember? Like fruit or something, yeah, right? Yeah, we bought oranges. And those oranges were really, really good. <laughs> and we ate them right away. There was like five or six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all we bought, though. Yeah. Oh, we also bought momos. Do you remember what momos are? No. Momos are like um, mandu. Hmm. Yeah. Momos were good. Like fried. We bought it in the street? Uh, from like the the vendor that was across the street from where we parked. Hmm. Yeah. 
and and then we're off. I don't remember the third stop. Maybe there wasn't a third stop. But once we got to Pokhara, mm-hmm. we checked into our our hostel. Actually, now that I come to think of it, we were only booked in there for one night or two nights. Yeah. And right as soon as we got there, we knew this is where we wanted to stay for the rest of our trip. So we extended it right away. We extended our stay at least by a night. Really? Yeah. And uh, it's just, it was nice to get to a more nature-friendly environment away from the big city. Uh, Pokhara is a lakeside city, and it's got this massive mountain range in its background, the Annapurna Mountain Range. And uh, we just knew that this was the place we were going to wander around, bum around for a few days. And we still didn't know at this point what we were going to do there, but we knew that this was where we wanted to stay. So we talked to our hostel uh, owner, asked him what we could do. Right away, we booked two things. What was the first thing we booked that we were going to do in Pokhara? We did two things. Paragliding. Paragliding! Yeah. Yay! Paragliding and uh, and the trek. The trek with our uh, tour guide through the mountains. It was like a full day trek that we went on. Paragli- so the first night we just wandered around. Oh, we- paragliding. That was so awesome. Like, <laughs> it was so awesome. Like, the moment that I needed to, like, fly... And um, and off of my feet from the ground, like, yeah, it was really amazing experience. And I was able to see you, too. And, well, the first night, we so we booked paragliding for the next day, and we booked our, our trek the day after that. So the first night we just wandered around and got to know a bit more of the uh, touristy areas, but also a bit more about the city. And uh, so the the next morning we got up and we did paragliding. And that's from uh, the top of one of the mountains, Serenkot, I believe it's it is. And basically, yeah, we paraglided over top of Pokhara. Which was awesome because awesome. you get to see the whole city. That's really highly recommended. It's really amazing. Yeah, you get to see the whole city and the lake and the mountain range. It's really, really beautiful. If there's a place you need to go paragliding, that's up there for definitely. Yeah. And then the, and then we went uh, canoeing. We rented a canoe. Do you remember the canoeing? <laughs> You're really nervous about being on the water. Yeah. So you're worried about tipping. Yeah. But this is this is like a flat bed canoe. You, you couldn't tip it. It wasn't like one of those uh, really tippy canoes. It was it had a nice flat bottom to it so that there it's, was no worry of tipping. But that was your first time in a canoe wooden, with me. wooden canoe, right? Yeah. That was your first time on a canoe with me. And you did something. No. What did I do? There was one duck in our canoe. <laughs> there was a duck in our canoe. 
Uh, there is a little center island that's small that you can get off and see. I, I believe there's a temple on there. There's also a temple up in the mountains that you can trek to from Pokera. Uh, we didn't really do any of those. We came back in the canoe, got some dinner, and got prepared for our full day trek the next day. Do you remember our full day trek? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. We got up super early. Yep. And? We went to the mountain, climbed the mountain. We didn't even climb it. We drove it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was called, that was Serenkot. And Mm -hmm. uh, the tour guide, uh, you know, to make the most of our time, he... Had our had a taxi driver. He had his driver there, and and he took us up to the top of the mountain, Serenkot, and we saw the sunrise. Incredible, incredible sunrise. So when the sun rises, it actually lights up the Annapurna mountain range, and it's like those mountains glow an orangey yellow color. It's beautiful. And we we bought something at the top of the mountain. The pashmina shawls or whatever they were. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that moment. Yeah. And was it in the early morning? That Super early morning. Yeah, like... Sunrise, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> Sunrise. <laughs> yeah. And uh, We were able to see all the kneading machine, right? It's uh-huh. not really a machine, but it's like a wooden... Weaving. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we bought two took. No, pashmina, they're shawls or shawls, whatever you call them. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're nice. Yeah. And then from there, the taxi driver drops us off with our tour guide to where we were going to start our trek. And the trek was a full day trek. That was like eight, nine hours of walking. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the first thing that happened when the taxi driver dropped us off? What I had to do? This is, I, I think we talked about this on our very first podcast episode. to negotiate? No. My most embarrassing moment, probably. What? When I needed to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And you like, saved me and you had tissue yeah. in your... On that day, I had a really strong gut feeling that I needed to like keep the uh, toilet paper. So I kept it and then we were on the hike, I think. And uh, Mikey really needed to go to the bathroom and we really literally needed to ask someone, like literally a stranger to ask for... We didn't even ask them. The, yeah, we asked there was the, tour the open, open bathroom, maybe? Yeah. I remember. We, we asked our guide, and he just basically opened a fence and said, go in there. Mm-hmm. And there's this little shack, mm-hmm. and I went in. It was mm-hmm. a squatter, which is always difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, and luckily, you had packed that tissue, mm-hmm. thankfully. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave it to Mikey. And, and there was a dog out there, and you were playing with a dog. Yeah, and by the time he finished his uh, personal business, there was a very old lady and she did she, not yeah she looked really unpleasant about our <laughs> our using the bathroom of course obviously i understand where it's coming from but she was not pleased at all oh, she, she kind of shooed me away yeah like and she did not look like happy. go away like yeah. that type of fluke and she so we obliged yeah. and got going yeah but so i saved you you did yeah thank you so we got to the top, which is called Aus- the Australian Base Camp, mm-hmm. and that's where we had lunch. 
Oh, I remember the tour guide. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. He took a picture of us, Mm. and that's our Instagram like profile picture. Oh yeah, it is too. And yeah, the scenery it was just unbelievably beautiful, and we tasted food. We had lunch in front of the mountains, basically. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was awesome. And we had tea as well, right after Mm. that. It was fantastic. Pancakes and tea. Yeah, I think I ordered like breakfast menu, like pancakes or something. That was so good. Mm-hmm. So that was breakfast, and then uh, and then on the way down, yeah. we had another like snack, like a meal. But that was which meat, like. So we continued our trek, and this at this point it was on the way down, uh, but it was it was a long time to get down. And mm-hmm. along the way, we went through a, a mountainside village, and mm-hmm. the guide basically negotiated with this local lady that mm-hmm. they would cook us lunch and mm-hmm. for how much. Mm-hmm. And um, we had buffalo, dried buffalo meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buffalo meat. That was really, really good, eh? Mm-hmm. You really liked it, I remember. And yeah. as a local, he suggested us to use our fingers to have food. and To eat the daobat. Yeah, Dalbot's Dalbot. like lentils <laughs> and rice. Like it's just a mix curry. of different food. Yeah. And Mikey. <laughs> I eat with my fingers for the yeah, first time. Yeah, Mikey. For the first time since I was a baby. Yeah. But you didn't eat with your fingers. I, When I was in Dubai, I have a lot of yeah Muslim friends and lots of Indian friends. So they actually um, gave me the chance to yeah eat with fingers. Yeah, and... Um, but in Nepal, you said it's not for you. Nepal, because I didn't wash my f- f- hands. Huh. Yeah. But that was, it was really cool just to... To experience the local culture. Yeah. And, yeah. Experience and, and, Adopt it. and see, like, uh, this lady, you know, what, what she did to cook and to see her household. And they were, they had some uh, beehives and... Uh, oh yeah, lots of I different remember animals. That. Yeah. So it was it was a really cool experience, just to experience mm-hmm. that culture, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we why we travel, right? To yeah. really experience that culture and different that, cultures. That, that day trek really gave us the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say the day trek trumped everything in Nepal, mm-hmm. even paragliding, because mm-hmm. it was like a full day thing, and the views were incredible. The, the experiencing the culture was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. And then we just came back to Pokhara and, and relaxed. Because mm-hmm. the next morning we got back on that seven to eight hour bus ride back to Kathmandu. Mm-hmm. But that was easy because we were on a big bus and there was only like five people on the bus. Mm-hmm. And this one was air conditioned and they gave us water. That was a really nice bus. Mm-hmm. So that, that bus ride was fine. Mm-hmm. And then back in Kathmandu, mm-hmm. we went to the monkey temple. Mm-hmm. That was that night, because by the time we got back to Kathmandu, it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. We went to the Monkey Temple. That was it. Mm-hmm. Came back, slept, had a bit of time before our airplane ride. So mm-hmm. we got one last meal in Kathmandu. Oh no! Wait, we went to the Garden of Dreams. Oh yeah, that, that was, was nice. good. Definitely go to the Garden of Dreams if you want an escape from the noise and air pollution in Kathmandu. And because what is the Garden of Dreams? Like, it's like a garden. It's a garden, actually. And 
It looks like a dreamy, um, dreamy garden. It's just uh, like it's it's fenced off from the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. So it's you hear all this noise from the city, and then you you go into this fenced off area, and all of a sudden it's like the noise is gone. And it's like it's, it's fancy. All, yeah, it's got some nice restaurants. Fancy garden or a restaurant or what do you call it it just it's like a place like a green space um dreamy place i would say it's more of nos nostalgic how do you say nostalgic. that nostalgic nostalgic yeah and like nice architecture mm-hmm. and we just had a dinner there right mm-hmm. yeah nice way to end the night basically yes I forgot about the garden at james it was nice yeah it was nice and by the time we we um we were about to pay for our our bills, <laughs> something happened. happened? <laughs> there was another duck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was our night. Yeah. And then the next morning, uh, we asked our taxi driver to take us to one last spot to have mm-hmm. one last meal. Mm-hmm. And we got Nepalese tea to bring home, mm-hmm. got on an airplane, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was our Nepal trip in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And none of that was planned. Mm-hmm. We knew we wanted to go to Pokhara. That was it. Mm-hmm. We got to Pokhara. We extended our stay by one or two nights. Mm-hmm. We got to see some amazing things and... But yes. are we the type of to not plan an itinerary? Like Mike is more like impromptu, spontaneous uh, traveler, whereas I'm more like organized, like plan, plan, planner. And normally, I'm the type of person who would find the good place to eat or drink. And I would say ninety five percent it was successful. And. Um, but Mikey is the person who would look for the hospitality, hotel, or like transportation, renting a car, or like looking for the Airbnb. So, yeah, we would split our roles and responsibilities like that way. But sometimes we just, yeah, we just follow the flow and just, yeah, enjoy the rhythm. Yeah. See, if I had it my way, everything would be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's exactly the best way to go about things, but it really worked out in Nepal. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it would always work out, mm-hmm. but I'd say since Nepal, we've always planned our trips mm-hmm. pretty well and created an itinerary. Mm-hmm. When it comes to planning a trip, who takes care of what? This is what I always ask our, our the couples yeah. that I have on the who show. Who's taking care who of takes what? Care of what? So, like I mentioned earlier, I would say you more big stuff like hotel accommodation or Airbnb or car rental or like air flights. But you're very involved in in the flight. You're always looking for the best deal. Or Airbnb, we would... Airbnb is yeah, together. Yeah, definitely. We would look for the houses where, like, Cause I could, I could together, for I sure. could sleep anywhere. But I'm more of a picky person. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would definitely find somewhere good place to eat, dine out, or enjoy drinks. 
and um, I would say, uh, yeah, 95% it was successful, eh? Yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, I would definitely. You're really good at finding the place to eat. Eat and definitely. Or drink. Yeah, or cafes cafe. and things like that. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Nepal was, yeah, really successful. Mm-hmm. But would you recommend a couple, other couples, to go somewhere without an itinerary? Which one's better? Itinerary for or Nepal? For anywhere, for any travel. It I would say it depends on the location. If it's really systematic and if it's well structured or it's safe to wander around, I would say probably spontaneous, it's fine. But like Nepal or South Africa, which requires like car to move around or... Or you would require a travel um, tour guide, then I would say like it's better to plan ahead of time mm-hmm. so that um, you don't miss out something mm-hmm. and you take the full advantage of the uh, times there. So yeah, and Nepal was just to be clear, it was really safe. We mm-hmm. never felt mm-hmm. any type of uh, fear for that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's our Nepal trip. Yeah, but I was so fearful. When? About two ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to know about the ducks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, anything else you want to leave our fellow listeners? Definitely go check out the um, the Garden of... What Dreams. was that? Garden of Dreams. And try the um, paragliding. In Pokhara. In Pokhara. And definitely try the hiking with the tour guide. Even if you can do it for just a day. Yeah. A lot of people do like big, big treks, like Mm -hmm. few day treks Mm -hmm. or even longer Mm -hmm. when in Nepal. But even if you can just give a day. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you subscribe to this podcast, listen to this podcast each and every week. Thank you so much. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 30. That is this episode's number 30. To view this show notes and to learn more about us and everything that we got going on, subscribe to this podcast. Please go to your Google Play, your podcast app, your Stitcher, type in Travel Couple Podcast and give us a subscribe. Leave us a review even. Anything like that really helps us. Share it with your friends and family or go to patreon.com slash to the nations worldwide to find out how you can help us spread this message of the Travel Couple Podcast. And let us know in the comment section on uh, our show notes page. Let us know if you are more the person to plan an itinerary, a very detailed itinerary, or if you're more spontaneous, you just go out there and, and hope for the best. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide. <laughs>